Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. of besties with the breasties i was just gonna say (laughs) (laughs) what's up besties with the breasties we're gonna have a titty titty titillating conversation (laughs) (laughs) what's up this is danny J. and this is jill and uh yeah so we actually got a question from a listener which of course we always love to know where your guys's head is at and also the, uh, the our facebook group has been popping off too we had some great conversations in there uh esther's episode which dropped i guess this would be last week all about hormone replacement therapy and menopause was really well received and we had some some good laughs in that conversation but also there was a ton in there and people were asking more about esther services and stuff like that make sure you guys hit her up um gorgeous esther on instagram and today, this I feel like is similar because we're going to talk a little bit about cosmetics, cosmetic surgery, and yeah. I don't know, maybe lump it into the aging conversation as well, like so, we always do. Everything <laughs> goes back to the aging conversation. So someone wrote in and said, hey, ladies, I've been loving that show as always. Can you do an episode on breast augmentation? I'm looking into getting mine done as I have no breasts and I'm feeling ready to do this at 45 years old pros cons question mark i'm trying to rock the itties but it would be nice to fill out my clothes and have cleavage and boobs when i lie down when i'm having sex if you've already done this on the Mm. show i apologize which we have not so i am actually surprised we haven't i've had i know we've had some like private conversations here and there but i think i i think we did talk about it a little bit last year because I had gone on that Costa Rica trip. That's right. And I was feeling like some kind of way about my body. And I was like, wow, everyone here has like a gorgeous model physique and like fake boobs and everyone looks really good. And I felt some kind of way about it. So I think I was kind of like joking, like maybe I'll look into it. But I, I actually would actually consider looking into it. But I think this is a good conversation for us to have because you have them and I yeah. don't have them. So have, have you looked into them? No, not like officially. Yeah. But like I kind of like brought it up with Keith a little bit. You know, that's always like a trap mm-hmm. for your partner. <laughs> it's definitely, there's no right answer. There's no right answer. I'm just like, I'm just going to dump this pile of shit in your lap and then you're going to have to say something. So I was basically like, hey, you know, what do you think if I, you know, got breast augmentation or whatever? And of course he said, you know, I love your breasts, but if you want to, I support you. If you don't, that's cool too. And he never like he yeah. never like brought it up after that he wasn't like hey what about those titties like right <laughs> he never brought it up again so yeah you know what's really interesting I was thinking about kind of so I have implants but back to just in general it is kind of weird to be honest that it's so normalized because if it's you so think normal. if you think about it it's just like a foreign object just shoved under your skin to make you have breasts and I'm thinking about like if a guy was getting like if he was like, hey, I'm thinking about getting ball implants. I'd be like, no, why? That's so weird. like, why would you want to get testicles? Right. Which is a thing. Like if guys have testicular cancer, they can get that. And I guess I would assume if your balls were gone, you might want to do that. But let's just say in general, like guys just want bigger balls. It would just seem so bizarre to me to have fake body parts. And yet as women, well, because we you're do not, this. Because you're also not you're not uh, tricking anybody. You're right, you know what I mean? <laughs> right? Like, and that's the thing. So everyone knows you have them. Like when you have them, it's not like yeah. you're pretending you don't have them. Well, 
I guess in some cases. Well, let's talk about, well, also I want to hear from you. Let's talk about why you got yours and, you know, just everything from like the recovery to like, you know, how do you feel having them versus maybe not having them? Have you ever considered taking them out? Like, you know, do you now like love them that you've had them for, I guess, what, 10, 15 years now? Like, you know, what's your relationship to your boobs? (laughs) So really interesting. My grand, it's funny, this woman wrote in saying 45 years old because my grandmother got implants for the first time, I want to say in her late 60s. So her whole life didn't have any. And then she was like maybe 68 and she got boobs for the first time. So I find it interesting that it's not just like a young woman's thing that women are getting implants at any age. And of course, with um, breast cancer, a lot of people will get uh, implants for different reasons. You know, maybe they had uh, like a mastectomy and so they get implants. I got mine purely for aesthetic reasons. So I was uh, very, very flat. And I remember when I was a little literally a little girl like maybe eight years old my mom saying things to me like babe I'm so sorry you're gonna be flat chested you're gonna have to get implants like this is the this is the thing my mother was saying to her daughter that I was going to quote have to get implants so she I guess was flat chested and so she's like you know your genetics you're just not gonna have boobs and so I didn't really think much of it and then I want to say maybe around 12 13 when I started like kind of getting small boobs I would get angry when she said that. I'm like, I'm never going to get implants. Like, how dare you? And I was very much in high school, like this hippie. I stopped, actually, I guess it was early college. I stopped shaving my legs for two years. I stopped shaving my armpits for two years. So I was like, if a guy doesn't like me for who I am, then screw him. Like, I don't need to shave to conform to society. So I was very much that type. So definitely wasn't going to get implants, not into plastic surgery. I even remember seeing maybe, um, like Sally, Jesse, Raphael, or maybe it was Dr. Phil, (laughs) like those kind of shows where they just started talking about Botox. And I remember hearing that and going, why would anybody ever inject poison into their face? It's botulism. That is so stupid. Here I like talk about foot and mouth doing all the things now. So (laughs) I just want to share that to show like I had completely flipped the script here. So um, around the the year before I turned 25, I was saving money to get... um, it's LASIK eye surgery so I could see and I had saved up $2,500 and I started going to consultations because I'm like I'm going to get this on my birthday and I don't know why but I thought that LASIK would only cost like $1,200 but I thought I like overshot and saved all the money and it was going to cost closer to $3,000 and I was dating my it was a boyfriend at the time but became my husband and I just as a joke came home and I was like, man, it costs so much. I might as well get boobs. And he instantly says, I'll pay for half. <laughs> Opposite of what <laughs> Keith did. He jumped in like, yep, I'll get you some boobs too. So that was the first time I'd ever seriously considered. I had not really considered it. I was in the fitness industry and you know this too, back when we were competing, lots of competitors had implants and it was really a thing, but I hadn't really considered it for myself until he said he'd pay half. Then I thought I'm going to look into this. How much does it cost? And I started going down the rabbit hole of before and after pictures. And soon enough, I was going, yeah, maybe I would look better with some titties. My biggest caveat was I didn't want to look like I had fake boobs. So to your point earlier, Mm. as people know they're fake, is I didn't want people to look at them. I know that so many women where they walk into a room and you're like, hey, nice fake tits. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't want people to look at me and instantly know. And I think for the most part, most people don't, they wouldn't instantly look at me and be like, dang, she's got some ridiculous implants at least in my head I don't think so 
<laughs> most people I've found haven't said that kind of, at least maybe to my face, maybe behind my back they do. Um, so my big thing was like, keep them small-ish, keep them proportional. And to be honest, um, being a competitor, you know, you get super lean. And so the small boobs I had got even like almost saggy because I went through pregnancy. So I had like little pancake titties, which were not even A's. So it did help my self-esteem. And when I got them done, um, recovery was super easy, to be honest. I did, and this is just for the people who are interested in knowing, I did saline because silicone was out for the moment. I think it actually became legal again the same year I got them done. But they were saline. They're around 350 cc's, I want to say. They are a small C, large B, um, and they're under the muscle. And so... I did a lot of research. I went to three different surgeons. I ended up going with the one who I felt most comfortable with, and I liked his pictures, and I had a really great recovery, and I have had no issues. That all being said, (laughs) I have a lot of friends who did all the research too, did what was best for them, and had major issues where they have something called capsular contracture, where your scar tissue grows around the implant and creates this hardened, like basically a rock around your implant. So you just have this hard ass boob. And in order to fix that, they basically have to take the implant out, remove all the scar tissue. I've never had any issues like that. But there are a lot of complications that can't happen. So it's not really a, I mean, it's a big surgery. You're putting a foreign object in your body. And maybe many of you have heard of this breast implant illness. A lot of my friends now are getting um, explant surgeries. So this is really big and it's something to consider that it's not just, even though it's pretty normalized and a lot of people have them, it's still a big deal to put this thing in your body. And I've had mine since 2006 now. So it'll be 17 years, if I'm doing the math right, um, in May. And it's definitely been on my mind recently on what I want to do with these things. Because they say that you're only supposed to have them for 10 years. My surgeon told me that that wasn't true. But I'm not thinking these are lifelong things that are supposed to be in my body. So I have to make the decision of do I want to change them out? Do I want to remove them? You know, what are the what are the options? And so I've been thinking about that quite a bit lately, especially because I know so many people doing explant surgeries. But all in all, I've been happy with them. However, I look at like some of my flat chested friends the way like I was, and I'm like, you know, it wasn't such a big deal. And part of me wishes I didn't get them and would just like liked my body and dealt with it and just had things how they were because now I got to deal with like I have to do another surgery at some point and it's going to cost a lot of fucking money and I got to figure out what that looks like so would I do it again I wish I had a di- I wish I didn't you know part of me is like oh I just wish I would have like liked my body but on the other hand I was never unhappy with it and it did bring me some confidence that I think I didn't think I was missing the confidence but it did make me feel more confident if that makes sense mm-hmm. so yeah it's a it's a really interesting conversation well i think that's a good perspective and i'm glad to hear it because i do think that uh we are hearing and seeing a lot more of um uh you know breast implant illness we know a lot of people have gotten them taken out and like hey everyone needs to have their own journey but it's nice to hear from you to say like hey just because you're getting breast implants doesn't mean you need to get like double d's like and i think you even said didn't you even tell me that the surgeon like was pushing you to go a little bit bigger yeah so the surgeon and it's really interesting because the surgeon told me that almost everyone wishes they went bigger. So they said, you know, you should go. Most of them were telling, well, actually two of the three were telling me like, you know, you're saying you only want this, but most people regret not going bigger. And I was like, no, 
I'm not like, trust me, I don't want to go bigger. And so the surgeon that I went with, he respected that, which I appreciated. And, um, and I didn't regret not going bigger. I think some people do. They're like, oh, I should have done it. I should have gone bigger. But for me, I'm not like, I know some people think if I'm going to go like go big or go home, if I'm going to go through the surgery, I might as well go big. But I feel like there's kind of a, like a bell shaped curve with the boobs where it suddenly looks like you're just overweight instead yeah. of having bigger boobs, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I think yours are yeah. really proportional. Like I think yeah. you have like a, you're, you have a, like a petite, like a smaller frame. Yeah. So I feel like it looks good on you. And I, I do think it looks super natural, especially when you're in clothes and like, you can tell when you have like a bikini on obviously, yeah. but like, you know, I think, and I think that's the thing is we want it to look natural. We want it to be proportional. I think that's probably my biggest two things for me. Number one, I'm not crazy about going under. Like to me, a surgery really actually scares me. I've never gone under yeah. uh, to have surgery. And I know it's really common. And I know obviously, you know, these get done, like hundreds of these things get done every day. So I'm sure, and I live in LA and these are like probably the best surgeons in the country are probably here. But I think that's one of my big things. The other thing, and probably this is even bigger, is like I just don't want to look disproportionate. I have a big frame. Like I have uh, I have broad shoulders. I have a broad rib cage. Like I think for me, you know, I have muscular arms, muscular shoulders, and I really like my body. So I think if I, you know, if I did get breasts – I don't know if it would make me just look too much too top heavy to be honest Mm -hmm. and if you're in clothes you can't really tell like already I like clothes that look a little um more fitted anyway I like to show off my my body a little bit more so people can see that I have an athletic build I don't like to cover it up a lot so you know I think for me that's probably the biggest thing however I do think that we have a, a mutual friend of ours who's getting a breast lift I think that everyone has the the right to do exactly what they feel like they need to do for them. I think ask yourself the question of like, okay, is this, do I need this for affirmation? And a lot of people do get breasts because they're just like, they absolutely hate the way they look. I think do some work on your own like self-esteem first, right? Like do that first, go through, like do the mindset work, do the self-worth stuff, like have other things in your life that give you a sense of, uh, you know, affirmation. And I would have this conversation with anyone just even not talking about, breast augmentation, just like have this, you know, you need to like do that work first. And it sounds like maybe this is the gal who wrote into us, like after you've sort of done all of that and you're still like, you know what? I just objectively don't love the shape of my breast. Maybe you've had a couple of kiddos. Maybe you're just feeling like, you know, the the soft tissue integrity of your breast isn't what it used to be. I mean, I'm definitely noticing that a little bit, especially my arms and stuff like that. And cool. Then maybe it is, I want to get, you know, proportioned, augmentation or I do want to get a lift. I would certainly understand that. I have a lot of friends who have kids who say like, I just felt like my breasts were like half filled water balloons and I just didn't feel feminine. A lot of times it's just like, I don't feel like feminine. You know, I was, you know, I, I nursed three kiddos and like, now I'm just like, I want to feel sexy again. And like my boobs were just functional. Like they were there, they were there to like feed the babies and I want to feel sexy again. I totally get that. And I think anyone should do exactly what they need to. But again, don't just do it as a Band-Aid fix. Don't just do it as like, oh, this will make, because you're still going to be left with something that you don't like, right? At some point, you can do all the surgeries you want. And that's that can be a slippery slope. Danny and I talk about this a lot when it comes to things like any sort of body modification, like any sort of, I don't know, fillers, um, you know, Botox, even like, you know, eyebrows, like stuff like that, anything where you're sort of changing the look of your face, even in subtle ways, you sort of get used to that then enhanced look. Mm -hmm. And then so anything less than that, you're like, you just feel like you look drab, right? You don't feel like you're fake. Like I know I I always tell you whenever I get Botox, I'm like, oh, I just feel fresh. Like I just feel like my face looks fresher. 
same exact thing. So it's really, it can be a slippery slope of like constantly wanting to modify and change and adjust and whatever. And that's just like, that could potentially be a never ending road. So I think do the internal work and then say, yeah, but you know what? I still would like a little lift or I would still like a little bit more volume. Cool. Then do it. And then just, but know why you're doing it. I think that's the big, the big piece here. I love that you brought this up. I think it's so important. And I remember back when I got my boobs, um, I really felt the same. I remember thinking if I didn't ever have these, I would be okay with my body. And if I got them, then I'd be happy. But it wasn't getting them to feel happy about my body. Um, I wasn't like psyched on my boobs because they were like a little flappy small boobs. But I didn't hate them so much. And I wasn't like, I have to get this done. And I'm never going to feel good about myself. It did give me a little boost for sure. Um, It made me feel more confident without clothes on. And it made me feel like I could dress a little easier. So to your point about like Mm -hmm. being a little bit wider, bigger lats, that kind of thing. I always struggled finding um, tops that fit because sometimes the boobs would be really baggy, but then the the Uh, like chest band part would be tight because I had like bigger lats um, from lifting and gymnastics and stuff. So it gave me the boost, but I wasn't doing it for the boost. (laughs) I was supposed to be doing it for the discount, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But looking back and I, you know, I look at you who rocks a smaller chest, really confident. And there's actually a girl that I, I don't even know her name, but she's like my small boob, um, like I don't know what you call it, like Fitzbo. I'm like, yeah, if I could have like boobs like this, like small little boobs, I would, I would love it. And I, I've actually been considering. It's funny, Jill and I went to Costa Rica in 2019 to do ayahuasca, and I was like, if ayahuasca tells me to get an explant, like fuck this, because everybody seemed like they were getting an explant at the time. But more recently, probably the last year, I have been considering getting an explant. My, but I joined this group called Breast Explant Regret. So this is. Uh, she asked about the pros and cons. So here's one of the cons. Um, because everyone was talking about breast Im- Ill- breast implant illness. And so, you know, I'm freaking out. Like, do I have problems from that? And personally, all my issues that I have, I feel like I had before the implant. So I don't, I don't <laughs> think that, I don't think they caused anything for me. That doesn't mean I don't believe that they've caused things for other people. Um, however, uh, I, I joined this group and of course everyone's like, yes, once the implants were out, all of my, my things were fixed, but I found this group called breast implant, explant regret. And it was a bunch of people who thought they had breast il- implant illness. They had explants and nothing was fixed. Nothing was changed. Didn't do anything. They still had their health issues. And now they had like really deformed effed up boobs and they were really unhappy about it. And there's lots of photos in there. And I was like, Ooh, Mine are fine. I'm not going to take them out if I'm going to look like that. Because when you put something in and then take it out, then it looks way worse. So because now my skin is way more stretched out because I've had the implants. So if I took them out, I'd really have some talk about flapjacks. I'd really have some flapjacks. Um, But now what I would have done different is they have fat transfer now and they didn't used to have this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't I don't think I had enough fat back then anyway. I was pretty lean, but maybe now I do. So I would think today if I were to do it over, I would get a fat transfer, take the fat out my ass, stick it in my boobs. But I have also read that that doesn't even work that well, that there's a lot of weird complications and there's lumpiness and scar tissue. So I don't even know what's great. Like, honestly, if you can avoid surgery and you can get happy with where you're at, I think that's the best bet. However, I don't. I wouldn't knock someone wanting to get a lift too. Like having 
having babies and seeing what they can do to your boobs and having the sagginess, like, hell yeah, we want to have perky boobs and have them look nice. So like, by all means do it, but also just know it is a big surgery and it is a big deal and there are risks and there can be complications and you can even have like a botched job. Like you can lose sensitivity in your nipples. Mm -hmm. You can have infections. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen in a surgery like that. So it's just really important to ask around, you know, get testimonials from people, do your due diligence. I really recommend talking to at least three surgeons before you make a decision. Even if you might like, um, if you follow Shalene Johnson, she's been doing this expose on a surgeon who really messed her up recently. I guess his name was Dr. Laguna on Instagram or something. Big class action lawsuit against this guy. He was really big on social media, showed all these great before and afters. And then she had some kind of complication. I think maybe she did a lift. I'm not sure. It's on her podcast, but I didn't listen. Um, but she's she found out there was a bunch of deaths in his office uh, from surgeries after. So there's I mean, people die and you think it's kind of normal and they do hundreds a day. And like you said, in L.A. and Orange County, this is an Orange County surgeon who has had people die from his surgeries. So it's not it's not not a big deal. Um, but to Jill's point, doing that inner work is so super important and just getting right with yourself. Like if you never looked any different, you could still be happy. And then you're like, but it still feel good and I'd still like it. Then like, by all means, I, yeah. I'm all for it. I agree. And um, yeah, I mean, it is definitely, it's serious surgery. And I think for me personally, um, I even know like when my breasts get like swollen before my period, like I'm like, I can barely like sleep on my stomach, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I can't imagine just having like actual breasts, you know, I have small breasts, but they're like, they're still like, I really like the way they look still. They're still very perky, like whatever. Like, so I don't know. At this point, I'm like, real. I mean, maybe at some point, but if they start, I don't know, getting droopy and I maybe don't feel sexual anymore, I think that's a big thing too for women. Like, you know, this is, it's, you know, a female sex organ. Like, we want to, you know, it's a, I don't know, like my partner likes my boobs during sex. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you definitely want, and if you don't like or you feel self conscious about the look of them or the feel of them, then even just something like that, not even for looks, but maybe just to feel more feminine. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, especially for moms who have, have breastfeed, like have breastfed, like I think there's a lot of, I don't know, just reasons why outside of aesthetics that you would just feel better if you had them. But again, it is obviously a, ma- a massive decision. I haven't really looked into it so much. Also, I don't wear a lot of bras, so <laughs> I don't even like have any regular bras. Yeah. I wear like sports bras and like I'm wearing a t-shirt with no bra on right now. So I don't know if I'd ever want to give that up if I don't like really have to. So it's for me, it hasn't really been. But yeah. I know a lot of fitness people do get them because they do feel like they're they're lean and they maybe feel a little bit more, uh, you know, like if they flat chest. I remember when I was competing, I had no boobs. I mean, yeah. I had pecs. Yeah. But then you eat some carbs and they come right back. <laughs> I always hated the people who like when they gained weight, it went to their boobs. I was like, not me. I, I have never. never. <laughs> yeah. Always went to my yeah. ass. Ass and thighs. Yeah, yeah. same. Uh, to the stomach comment, for sure. And it, it has never, even though it's been 17 years for me, it's never felt like part of my body. It definitely still feels like there's a foreign object. If I lay on my stomach, I feel like I'm laying on something. Yeah. And a more recent interesting thing, since she said she was 45, so they suggest you start getting mammograms at age 40. So last year I got my first mammogram and it was very difficult. Um, I had to go in twice. It's really hard to get a mammogram with implants. They 
really try to squish your boobs up and it's hard to get those um, images. So just other things to consider, like you just want to have all of the information. I personally don't have a ton of cons, but it's like you just want to know what you're getting into all the way. So you're not, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. blindsided by that. Um, I've heard some people have a lot of cons, you know, having the issues with the capsular contracture and you have to have multiple surgeries and that can cost tens and twenties and thirties of thousands of dollars to have multiple surgeries. I only had one surgery one time and it was, I only paid half price. <laughs> so not bad, but uh, costs of surgeries have gone up depending on where you go, where you live. And if you have to have multiple surgeries because there's complications, you have to be prepared for that as well. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of things to consider. Uh, I'm not anti at all, but I would just definitely, like I said, I probably wouldn't do it again. If I could go back, I would have just liked my body more and just sucked it up, I guess, and maybe did a fat transfer if that was a thing. Well, that's the thing is like, do you even have to suck it up, right? Like, you know, do you, I mean, do the work for sure. Mm -hmm. But if you do all that work and you're still like, you know what? My worth isn't defined by my breasts. Yeah. But I think I would just like, I would get a little boost from it. Yeah. It. But yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It. Do your research for sure. Just know exactly what you're getting into. And it's not, obviously there's a lot more to it than just the aesthetics, you know? So. Yeah. And also actually to your point about the lift is sometimes it's uh, like some people, what they're looking for isn't necessarily implants is they just need a lift. So there's different things that you can do to get the look you're going for. And it's important to talk to a surgeon who can figure out what you're aiming for and give you that. Um, sometimes you need both. I know a lot of friends who had to get implants and a lift and a lift is mm -hmm. a little more invasive. It basically cuts your entire nipple off. It creates more scars. It's a bigger scar and takes a little bit longer. Implants in general are pretty uh, easy recovery for the most part. Explants are a lot more difficult recovery. Um, there's usually drains in place and, and extra things like that. So you just have to know and, and be prepared for, I don't want to say be prepared for the worst, but just know that, you know, their complications could arise, but yeah. I'm all for it. If you, uh, my surgeon still, do. I actually just unfollowed my surgeon on Instagram. I was like, I was following people and I go, Oh, that's my uh, boob doctor. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to follow him anymore, but if you want his name, I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for the question. We really appreciate it. Uh, we actually have not talked about this. I was surprised that we haven't, but that is a good conversation, obviously, since you've gone through the process and I have not, and I'm still sort of, I mean, I don't know, 10% considering it. Never say never. Um, but I think this is definitely applicable for probably a lot of our listeners and hit us back if you, uh, have fake boobies or you're thinking about getting them and uh, we can have a, a more of a conversation in our closed Facebook group. If you have not left a five-star review, we would absolutely love, love, love if you guys did to take just 30 seconds to give us a five-star review and then just a couple of sentences about why you listen to the podcast, what you like about it. And we would really appreciate that. That's it guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.